The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. When the country's in chaos, the roof is on fire, and everything seems like it's going south, fear not, everyone. Listen and learn as Margie Claprood saves the world. Woo-hoo! Yahoo! Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hey, all. Welcome to Margie Saves the World. You know, Margie Claprood, what an odd name a lot of people say to me. <laughs> and they say, where did it come from? Uh, so, but we're, we're, we're... Now that you mention it, it is kind of weird. It yeah, is. Yeah. And, you know, uh, actually, my full name, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, Marjorie Ann Marie, Irish... Mm-hmm. Democrat, mm-hmm. lefty, redundant. You forgot, <laughs> you, you forgot the saint at the beginning. Oh, saint, yeah. Mm-hmm. Catholic. So Marjorie Ann Marie O'Neill, Claproot. There it is. Spinazzola. That's good. <laughs> uh, so uh, thanks for tuning in. This is um, uh, a fun podcast. We're having a great time. We're glad that you're aboard. couple of quickies. So we love those of you that have tuned in and we're getting feedback. Isn't that nice? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, somebody say amen. Um, and so, what's it all about, Margie? Um, and how are you saving the world? And it was particularly fun when I was talking to my niece, Jenny, who did a podcast, a couple of podcasts ago with us. She just graduated from um, her, for her master's, just got her master's program. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, she said, so how do you save the world? So the trick is, quick, sort of a 20-second thing. Saving the world is not like, yeah, let's go out there and, you know, take over the entire universe. Can't just do it like that. No, no. You save the world. It starts with you and me, babe. It starts with all of us. You hear some voice here. I'm going to introduce them. But saving the world is about saving yourself and understanding that it's not always about you, that you have an obligation to save the person next to you and so on and so forth. And it's not crazy and it's not uh, out there. It's... It's what I want to just give you one quote. Ah, Margaret Mead, anthropologist, amazing woman, my mother's favorite person. And she, this is great music too. She once said, never doubt uh, that a thoughtful, committed group of citizens can indeed change the world because. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever had. Wait, who says that? Or something like that. Margaret Mead. Margaret Mead's quote. Margaret like Mead. So she's awesome. I thought Nana made that quote up herself. You thought it was a <laughs> Nana? I know. What the heck? <laughs> I've but, been duped. But it's true. If you look back at history, if you're a history buff, you're going to love this podcast. And if you're not, or if you're thinking about it, or if you're outraged by what's happening in today's world in Washington or in Boston or in Philly, wherever... The way to change it, honey, is not to sit on your beautiful butt or not so attractive rear end. <laughs> get off of it and do something. And we talk about that and talk about how you, know you can, can get do, What can we do? Everybody, change the world, man. <laughs> I'm feeling I it. Like the, I'm feeling it, right? Are you feeling it, John? I am. I think what Marjorie is trying to do is empower others to save their little piece of the world. Ah! Wow. <laughs> I think he was practicing that. I think, Let me. Yeah, we weren't ready for that serious line, John. Wow. That was really no, good. No, I love that. I so like here's it. the thing. What The way I always did it as a kid, grew up around the kitchen table learning about 
Uh, I didn't even know that it was politics at the time, learning about our neighborhood and how to make things Mm -hmm. better. And so we still do that in our family, and people pull up a chair to our kitchen table. So our kitchen cabinet is wicked important, and that was Johnny O'Neill that you just heard. My baby, my baby, my baby, my baby bro. I'm here at the table, and I just want to say... Margie, I'm doing the best I can every day with what I have to work with. Oh! And you can't fault me for that, can you? No, that is... You know, those were two serious things in a row. And now I drop the mic and leave. Yeah, boom. <laughs> That's it. My and we also John O'Neill. <laughs> Johnny's also uh, uh, has been a producer and a whole mess of things. Um, so I'm very, very lucky to have this whole podcast put together by wicked, wicked, smart people mm. who also happen to have and share my DNA, including Mikey O'Neill. Woohoo! <laughs> producer extraordinaire. And let him know. Like all the others, painfully adorable, Mikey. Wow. Thank you, Marge. I'm just happy to be part of the group. <laughs> it's just a, That's my Ringo Starr quote. He's also he's also my guru of all things. I want to say thank you on behalf of the guru. Yes, see Sarah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and then rounding us out here, we're supposed to be calling him the boss because he's the one that's putting this whole podcast together. But David, yes. He looks nothing like Bruce Springsteen. Smiley pants, David, yes. Thank you. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so a whole bunch of stuff is going on. Part of a I, part of what I love about getting together uh, uh, to do a podcast is because uh, half of my life I did radio and television. A quarter of my life I did politics. A quarter of my life I was trying to grow up and figure out what to do uh, with my future. And what's going there's a bunch of stuff going on that we cannot be silent about. Mm. There's a whole mess of stuff going on. Uh, entertainment seems to get more attention. Why is that? But politics today... it's fun, yeah. But politics today is—it's uh, it, a contact sport. It Mark. ain't the yeah. way it ain't the way it used to be, and it's gonna uh, take a lot of attention, you know, of what's going on. The silent majority is no longer very silent. Yeah, and neither silent nor majority. But I think that's, that's a good thing. I think yeah. that's a good thing, don't you? Yeah. I mean, uh, so so one of the things that I would love to do is uh, t- to kick around. As an individual, Johnny, that was very heavy. We try to do the best you can. Best Johnny's you can. on fire. <laughs> but I want, I want to start with the basic thing and to ask people who are listening to consider this. If, if you're ticked off or if you're happy, my guess is there aren't many people who are happy with the politics, but getting involved. If we can do something without always screaming at each other, mm-hmm. you know, if we could, uh, uh, you know, around this, just around this table, we have different political views. We do. But if you can move it That's forward. That's why I put John at the other end of the table <laughs> all the way over there. But if you can stand upright and you hey, can speak. I'm way back here. <laughs> you can speak to each other about Put my mic on. That's the only way that we're going to, we're going to uh, really move, you know, the ball forward because what's going on? Let me give you one example. Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere I went today, people were talking about these the board. What's going on at the border? Families being separated, right. adults being separated from kids. There can't be anybody walking upright to think that's a good thing. You, I mean, you're just taking kids away. Well, there are political leaders who are walking upright or can explain it away. I don't agree with them, but they lie though. You th- <laughs> no, they're lies. They're Welcome telling- to the Margie Clapper show. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, I no, think that you have to call them out. They are yeah. lying. The okay. president's lying. Members of the Republican Party have lost their gonads. They're not standing up. And like, the, you know, even when even when Tricky Dick Nixon was in, mm-hmm. uh, 
at least there were Republicans, people in his party, that got together and said, this has gone too far, man. And they walked across the street into the White House and they said, Mr. President, it's got to go. You got to resign because this is bad news. You broke the law. People are breaking the law. I suppose you could argue they were acting in self-interest, though. They saw a sinking ship. But that's it, also it, yeah. that, 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 that could be true. But I mean, if you just this is the first time I believe in my life that I've seen one event with so many moving pieces, regardless of how you feel about immigration, regardless of how you feel about Donald Trump, regardless of which party you're in. When you heard voices, and everybody listening to this must have heard the voices of children screaming and crying, being torn apart from their parents, for whatever reason, uh, that they, the parents, they claim that the misdemeanor they're guilty of is crossing whatever. I don't care. It, you cannot take that baby away from well, the, the, just his for or her mom. Just for shits and giggles. Not I'll, for our I'll country. Play. Not for our country. Not for America. Well, okay, so... You're making an argument that's been made. I've heard it a uh, hundred times on talk shows and everything else, and it's a good argument. And no one wants to tear children away from their families in a vacuum. In a it's vacuum. the only. It's so the only let argument. me let me just for kicks and giggles. Let me try to play devil's advocate. Let's okay. Say, let's say um, you know a dad has committed a capital crime. He's got to go away. Yeah. And you rip him. You take him away from his kid, right? He committed a capital crime. He's going away. That's not the same thing as standing on a board. You, you, but those uh, kids have made they, a journey already yeah. that's traumatic. Yeah. So and they've already suffered some horror where they were before. Because think for a minute. Think for a minute. Well, no, we all Would agree. you grab your kid and go through the journey of two weeks, three weeks without food in heat, uh, taking the risk that you did? Maybe, maybe getting away from from real violence of somebody putting a gun to your head, or maybe getting away from extreme poverty. Whatever. The initiative is you get there and you get to the border and you're seeking asylum. You want your fish. That's what it says on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I'm not, take, poor, I'm not taking weak, sides, but I say shame on both sides for using these children as pawns because that's okay because that's what they are. I mean, that's and I don't think I don't think that the president of the United States is actually wrote these policies, right? I mean, aren't these policies that have been around? Is he the first one? And and, and I'm looking for clarification. Is he the first one in a long time that's actually well, enforced he, these policies? Is well, that, he was elected. Yeah, being elect. the devil's advocate. He was, yeah. No, that's fine. Well, I mean, they've been around, and there, there's plenty of evidence that past presidents, I, I think including Obama, was very t- Hold on. you got to turn off Neil Diamond. It's distracting me. <laughs> Um, Coming to America, though, it's not, a, it's not a bad place for right, us to right. get to. It's and not when, a bad place for us to get to. And when you come to America, you come to a place where give us your downtrodden, your right. tired, your weak, and right, um, right, it yeah. has for years and years been the, you know. The, send, send these your wretched refuse. Yes. Send us I all like your crap. the we'll light from, from right. of the golden door. Is this a golden door when a family walks through and you say, hey, you. I'm t- and, and they laughed. The, the guards and the crossing, uh, you know, experts or whoever they've got down there guarding, I want them all fired because they're laughing at the children and they're speaking to them and making fun of them crying. But to answer your question, um, there are a lot of people that say he's just enforcing the law. Guess what? There, there is, I would say, tens tens of thousands of laws and statutes that apply to immigration, most of which 
are discretionary. You may do this, you may do that, and it comes from on high, right? And so the administration, he's come in and he has enacted hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of executive orders. Good for him. That's what he wanted to do. I don't agree with them. Executive orders, but they didn't interfere. He's not sure of everything he signed, by the way, but he has, but he has no signed un- a lot of things. Well, particularly yeah. if they're in polysyllables. It's very hard for him to understand. <laughs> but, but so without digressing, though, into his ignorance, he, this particular administration is enforcing a very arcane uh, possibility uh, or interpretation of a law that was passed in 2008 that, that was giving the option for very extreme circumstances if they had to take a hostile, violent criminal who was the head of a family and prosecute that criminal. If it was an MS-13 guy in his late 20s and he happened to have children, they would separate them. They didn't want the kid going on. But but Obama didn't enforce it. Bush didn't enforce it. You can go back and back and back. So you, on tape, you have, this is the end of this rant here. Jeff Sessions says, he comes, uh, what was it, six weeks ago, we are going to have a new interpretation of this policy. It's called zero tolerance. Tolerance, right. And every family that comes across is going to be stopped. And everybody is going to be separated. And they are in cages. I mean, we've seen the pictures. Can I ask a stupid question? So I'm just saying, the answer is... Right this second, if we, I'm sorry, David, right this second, if we could call him up (laughs) and say to the president, I want to know what his, well, then what's his end game? You want to know what the end game is? Yeah, he wants his $30 billion wall and he won't sign an immigration bill until the Democrats, in his words, give him what he wants. And it's the wall. Okay, David, I'm done with my rant. Do you like old horror movies? Do you enjoy cheesy special effects? How about bad dialogue? Well, if this is your cup of green tea, then you need to hear my podcast. I'm John O'Neill, the host of Fright Night, which you can find on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Get your popcorn ready, keep the nightlight on, and listen to Fright Night. All episodes at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Like, why is the actual separation of the kids happening? Like, why can't they just send the kids? I mean, why can't they be held in the same holding? They should be. They have yeah. been. They always have been in the history of this country. And the, and the, the reason why they're, they're being separated now is because the kids are presumed innocent and the, and the parents are not because they're illegal, but I mean, the kids I don't aren't the, illegal. I, I don't know the deets, but the, the yeah. separation period varies anywhere from, you know, seven hours to two or three weeks. So it seems mm. really... A, seems really quite and scary. there's not much history to go on isn't right. the problem that to me the problem is not so much the specific policies that he he was elected in part on this on a, a campaign of what many would call fear right? yeah and and just and, and racism it, well, <laughs> no really not, his no, opening well, line yeah, was I would, no i would agree oh with the that, mexicans but, they're not sending us their very best of course they're rapists and murderers that was his opening line in his announcement yeah, and it's just it, it's so impossible to separate the policy from the rhetoric. He scared people into thinking they're Mexicans taking our jobs when mm-hmm. that that's that's really a, de- a debatable point. He keeps he kept talking about the wall, and now he just keeps he's doubling down. He will not do anything except double down. He never right. he never changes his mind. He never apologizes no, for anything. No, um, the word that I, I keep thinking of when it comes to uh, Trump 
that hasn't isn't used enough is uh, jingoism. Do you know what jingoism yes. is? So yeah, I, and so I, I kind of sort of knew. No, what, what's the definition? Okay, of that? well, I I kind of sort of knew what it meant, but I just took the time to look it up. Jingoism is defined as. Wait, hold on. Let's see if. Uh, Jingoism. Yeah, that's, yeah here that's we the go. Way Have we got a definition? In case, in case definition? you didn't know how it's pronounced. Jingoism. Right. Jingoism is. History of the journalism. Extreme patriotism, especially in the form of aggressive or warlike foreign policy. And listen to the synonyms chauvinism, extreme nationalism, xenophobia, flag waving. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, isn't that him? That's a Trump uh, rally. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's easy. That's my. Yeah. I mean, but so. Um, Here's the thing, though, about Trump that many people, I think there are many people that voted for him, uh, probably the majority are good people, really. I mean, they heard something that, that we didn't hear, that, and they're allowed. This is a great country. They can vote. You know, they, they heard hope or whatever for mm. something that they were missing. That's fine. That's this country I stand behind. I was with Hillary. We lost. We won the popular vote. Never forget that by three million votes. Mm-hmm. But, but he won the Electoral College. There you go. What's scary now that has been coming and coming and coming is something that has happened before. You saw, uh, if anybody listening hasn't seen this, go Google it. Laura Bush, who's not known to be an activist, she's never spoke out uh, I saw this, this yeah. strong. Did you see what she heard? The tweet? And then o- she tweeted. Obama, Michelle Obama retweeted. And then, and then the first, all the first ladies started weighing in. But Laura Bush I always loved as a person. I didn't like her husband's policies that much when he was president. But um, she tweeted that this was the most cruel, inhumane policy that the United States had ever enacted and that it was breaking her heart. She lives in Texas. She said, I'm very close to the border. And she said, and what I want to say is for the president to consider that this reminds me of the Japanese internment when after World War II in this country, we took everybody who had Japanese uh, history, blood, anything. And, and we've locked them up because we were scared. We were scared of the, quote, Japanese. And she said it was one of the blackest periods, one of the most shameful periods of our country. Let's not do it again. Oh, it was an op. I didn't realize she wrote a whole article. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. She Was it for the Post? But, but yeah, Washington Post. Washington Would you Post. like chapter and verse here? Um, Laura Bush, I live in a border state, she wrote. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the need to enforce and protect our international boundaries, but the zero tolerance tolerance policy is cruel it is immoral and it breaks my heart but yeah. you know what but that was his that was one of his campaign promises not was that, that he take babies gonna, away well from no but, but but he was gonna make it was all about <clears throat> protecting our borders and that was one of the things that i i was drawn to i mean it was running government like a business yeah. which I, I love that mm-hmm. and protecting our borders and we'll worry about those other people overseas and in other lands once we take care of what's going on in our own country. So I I drank the Kool-Aid and I believe that. Yeah. So I guess when you look at what's going on now, it does look ugly on television, but what's a, what's another option? Like in other words, what to keep people oh, that are, oh. that shouldn't be coming across here. What do you do? How can you do it? It doesn't seem like there's a friendly way to do it. I mean, ooh, ooh, you want to do it with your kids. Porsche, I mean, I get Porsche. that. Bring the kids and I guess put all of them, put the parents and the kids into these little makeshift prisons. I, I don't really know I have an answer. Margie I have an answer. answer. So to, her show. we recognize the woman at the end of the table. <laughs> right, right. The lady from Sharon. The lady from Sharon. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. So um, I'm glad you said that because I think there are two answers uh, to the question, and a good question. Um, but the first answer is he did not say, he never said, and nobody ever voted 
for someone who stood up and said, and by the way, if I have to choose between getting a $30 billion appropriation from Congress to build a wall between us and Mexico, if I have to choose between that uh, and taking children under the age of 12 away from parents just because they're seeking asylum in this country, I'm going to choose the wall. I'm going with the wall. And I'm going to put the kids and the babies in separate places. And by the way, they're going to be chain link, and they're going to sleep on the floor, and they're going to eat on the floor. I don't know how long they're going to let, but you, but you know what? I want that damn wall. And he has said that. that that's the first thing that I think, if you had heard that, you would have gone, ah, 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 wait, wait, uh, what are you talking about? The second thing that we all... It never, it never even made sense. Even, <laughs> even if you're a tough uh, stance on immigration, I never got why... You could build a freaking wall that big and long anyway, and then people have ladders. And I don't know. It never made sense. Oh, and they dig under. But the, but the second thing is, everybody think about this. Sitting around this table, I know mm. basically not all of it. I don't have, what is it? What's the new DNA thing? 23 and me? 23 oh, and you? Yeah, Us uh, and me? You and me? Count my DNA? Let me look that up. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> But I do know that everybody sitting around this table is, is not a Native American, but we had grandparents and great-grandparents that came from somewhere else. You had it, March 23 and me. 23 DNA, and me. Uh, genetic testing and analysis. Yes. Yeah, great. So you can find out what's in, your, what's in your background. Everybody in this country except Native Americans, everybody, including Mr. Donald Trump and including his wife, Melania, uh, had proud uh, grandparents, great-grandparents that came to this country, and I'll be damned if you could prove that one of them, any of them, didn't have problems. What were they coming here for? Well, were yeah, they coming that's... here to be bad people? Or were they coming here for a better life? I mean, it's pretty simple. That's why when France gave us the Statue of Liberty and they chose those words for the bottom of it, it didn't say, send us your rich, send us your uh, corporations, <laughs> right. send us your white people from Sweden. It said, send us your tired, your poor, your homeless, your hungry, your wretched refuse, yearning to be free. True, send but the, these true, to but, us. True, that's true, but the world has changed quite a bit since no, but they, those they erected people, that statue, though. But it's not, why is it fair for someone to make it here, and then we close the doors and we say, ah, I'm in, you're out. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but Ellis But you Island, don't know until you think. True, you don't know yeah, until but true, you but see Yeah, but at Ellis them. Island, there were policies and procedures that you had to follow to Very get into few. the country. Very few. It's, it seems just, like, I mean, the, the video we're well, talking about, anybody, about the kids, yeah, but ahead. that video you see of people climbing over these fences all over the border of Mexico, that's scary crap You know what you, you would see if we... I mean, had, I, wouldn't, I don't live out there, but I'd be scared if I... If we had videos on Ellis Island, you would have seen them... Oh, hanging and swimming, hanging off right. boats yeah. and oh, I agree. And I agree. crying and, and think and, of think of how bad it must be in their country if that's what they're doing. You know, right? I mean, what? <laughs> why? I this is what I don't understand. If you've if you've understood the beauty of this country, the freedoms of this country, you've made it. If you're Donald Trump, how much money do you need before you're going to deny not money but freedom? Just that. Just freedom and the opportunity to plead your case in front of a uh, magistrate and to say, I'm, I'm seeking political asylum because my children and I are in danger, but or I I'm poor, That's and I want to have a better job, or I want to work towards legal. If we got it, who are we to say to them they can't 
even be considered. I can't fault him for putting the American people ahead of everybody else. That's that's sort He's of been not his, doing that. But that's are what, you but, complaining but, about Mexicans? Are, have they ever threatened you? Has a four-year-old ever threatened your life? I don't live out in that area, so oh. I, I can't I can't speak for them, but. He's looking out for <laughs> he's looking out for Americans. He's he's not really that concerned about the people that are trying to get in this country illegal. I sort I, I sort of get I get that. I mean, don't I'm not the one. I'm not going to defend Donald Trump because there's a lot of things that he does that I'm not crazy about. But protecting U.S. soil, I don't know. I you got to protect buy into children that. first. Yeah. Well, protecting yeah. it against enemies, I think, is fine and. <laughs> I don't think you said proper procedures and the Ellis Island thing. Like, I think we got to have that. But what's I think more disturbing to people like me is is it's the whole aura around it. It's that this is what he's selling. That it's and let's let's call a spade a spade. It's it was um, you know what Van Jones said is right. It was a white lash. It was white right. white poor America right. uh, being fed up. As, and and uh, filmmaker Michael Moore predicted it. Um, you know, the guy from Flint, Michigan, with all those poor people with the, right. sh- the plants shut down there, like, screw this. We've had enough. And here's a guy who, who wants to make America great again. But they've been again. sold a lie. There's yeah. not. The me- um, me- a Mexican well, but some of them haven't changed their mind yet, Marge. I mean, but where's th- the proof that anybody coming from Mexico or anywhere else, frankly, that it's immigrants? Other than their parents, their grandparents, and great—they were all yeah. immigrants. We're, we're we're not just a nation of laws; we're a nation of immigrants. Yeah, but it's no, it's but true, it's, the problem is it's the illegal immigrants. You you, you can't yeah, leave that term out. Well, what, Good. So in other words, there. if there are people, How are you go, know if, if, if you're going to go through the process, you don't give them an opportunity to gonna, argue their case. And you're going to follow the laws, then. Let them in, but if you're going to sneak over the borders in the middle of the night, all bets are off. Wait, well, how I do you know they're right. sneaking over the borders? Because they the are. The well, hold on. So they you don't guys... have green cards. So, oh, so take the babies away from the mother's they breast got, as well, they're breastfeeding. Shame on the parents for dragging their kids across the borders. I'll tell like you that. what, if somebody's chasing me, if, if somebody in MS-13... In Honduras is telling me they're going to kill me and my family. I don't, I'm going to come and I'm going to try and come to the country where my grandparents were. Who was paying for all those were. buses that were well, bringing them in? They, they were on these beautiful buses bringing all these people to the border. Some of them paid their life's savings to these people that run underground businesses so that they can get to freedom. The point is, you're all you, you both are escaping the real question right now. We're not going to solve the problems under this president of immigration. It has been a problem since the first day this country when we had the Mayflower and we had ancestors on the Mayflower, some of which we're very proud of, some of which they were not good to the Native Americans. And when they came you and that, then that was the <laughs> yeah. and, and we could go on and on and on. They didn't ask permission. They took the land. They took the scalps. That's right. They took the women mm-hmm. and they took it over. And that was the beginning of our country. So. Is that what we want to go back to, or do we want to go to the place that we found ourselves finally when blacks got the vote and women were not considered chattel and property? of It's been in this century. So even though I don't know how much everybody wants to put a religious or a, 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 a spiritual value on this, but I've got to tell you, there isn't a bone in my body that doesn't believe that this country stands for Anything and everything better than separating children from their parents. It's the only thing they come into this world with that they don't have to buy. And if you're poor, if you're hungry, if you're persecuted, if your mother's a victim of domestic violence, even if your father is a convict, you as a child have one 
thing. If that's the, and why is he doing that? He doesn't have to do it. He can go for the immigration laws, John. He can go for uh, his voters and, and, and say, oh, wasn't that a big crowd? Or am I not the most popular guy? Fine. Do what he has to do for his crazy ego. But don't. Do it I at have the, the best ego. Let me children. tell you, it's a great ego. It's I don't the best get ego. it. I don't get well, why. So, so, but Marge, I mean, okay. So, we say we can agree that parents shouldn't be separated from their kids, or vice versa. But, I mean, you agree there needs to be a procedure, right? Like, I mean, if, there is a procedure. Okay, that, so that see, that's where I think people get lost and they start shouting at each other. It's like that's why we so, go back to what I, I said gonna, at the top uh, of the show. Go do your homework. Well, but if, what John vote, just said go is, do your homework. Well, John and is see saying is he doesn't want people. Sneaking over and jumping He's, over, and that you'll I'm sorry. agree with that, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, if people are persecuted, they're they're seeking asylum here. They got to go to some office, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So fine. Yes. So wait, right. wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Could everybody just stop for one moment and say, when the president <laughs> and others, <laughs> damn it, everything's gonna rot. <laughs> no, but but but. The that, roof is on fire. Sorry. You just got gonged, Marsh. No, about 27% of people, according to the latest polls, uh, that, that buy this story that, that Trump is selling. And it's only Trump and his people that are selling that this is a good policy. Mm-hmm. And everybody else uh, is outraged. And it's growing by the day. It's just outrage. You need to learn the laws. There are, like I said, tens of thousands of laws, number one. Number two... Obama, a lot of people are surprised. If you look at the facts, if you Google the real numbers, the facts, not Republican, not Democrat, just Mm -hmm. the facts. He was called uh, the president in modern history that uh, sent more people back to their home of origin, their land of origin, than any other president, either by proportionality or by sheer hard yeah. numbers. So, so what's up with that? So because he was following the law. Yeah, there are tough laws, and go. they should be enforced, and they were being enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Trump's administration is doing this so that he can win a battle. It's a political no battle. Symbol- it's all it. symbolism. He asked Trump, for an immigration yeah. bill. He got one four months ago. Mm-hmm. It didn't have his $30 billion in it, so he wouldn't sign it. He lied. He said he'd sign it, and he wouldn't. Now he's saying, give me another bill. They've got three of them. He won't sign them until they put $30 billion. So he's holding out for a stupid wall, and America is letting him do it to date. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to turn. I think there are a lot of people. As a matter of fact, the evangelicals, uh, the, the organized religions from Catholics, Protestants, Jews, everyone is coming together and saying, if nothing else, we're brothers and sisters. And the process? come yes. Come to the border. That's how it happens. You come to the border and you plead your Fill case. Fill out this form. These come are not on. people that crawled over a wall. These are people that came to the border. There is no wall. There is no wall. <laughs> so they came. So all of this BS that he's giving us, they come, they stand there, and as soon as they come across and they say, what do you want? We want asylum. And they say, children over here, for the first time, children over here. And, and, and you know where they did that? They did that. They did that in the concentration camps. It started with separating families. I know that's a harsh thing to say, but it's true. And there are a lot of people that said first they came for the butchers, and then they came for the construction people, and I never stood up and said anything. And then they came, and then they came, and now they're here for me, and there's no one left to stand no up No one left me. to stand up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Do something. <laughs> Do something, people. Do something. If it's okay with you, then go have an ice cream or go to Starbucks. 
Well, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because that's all for Margie Claproot Saves the World for this episode. But please check for new shows posted regularly at www.pod617.com. Please subscribe to Margie Claproot Saves the World by searching on iTunes and clicking subscribe. Leave us a note. Tell us what you thought of the show. You can always tweet us at pod617. See you next time on Margie Claproot Saves the World, presented by the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust.